You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Today's episode, Solving Quebec's Problems. Our next caller is Dougie calling from Candiac. What's your problem this evening? I'm having relationship problems. Well, okay, why don't, you, uh, why don't you just start from the beginning? Okay, well, I guess it started um, three weeks ago. I was just hanging out at home on Friday night, uh, drinking a beer. My girlfriend Cheryl was puttering up around and getting ready for some big, she had some big business dinner or something. And, um, and I'm sitting there watching bowling, and I've just gotten... Um, gotten a brand new bowling ball and uh, you know watching how the experts do it and then this was sort of polishing my bowling ball and you know just like checking out feels against my fingers and whether the holes were drilled right and I got my feet up on the ottoman and started looking at my toes and started looking at my fingers you know what I mean and it occurred to me that my toes I don't know if everybody's toes are like this but um, the only toes I'm really familiar with are mine and, and, and Cheryl's but my toes are thicker, a lot thicker than than my fingers are. And I started thinking about how uh, how bowling ball holes, you know, even though you're supposed to put your fingers in them, how they're sort of like more toe shaped. Well, what are you, what are you getting at? I don't know. My mind started wondering. I started thinking about putting my toes in my bowling ball, you know. And um, I I tried it. You tried to get your toe in the in the bowling ball. Yeah. Um, just you know, just my my big toe. And even though, you know, the bowling ball was really big, like, I couldn't fit my toe in there, you know what I mean? Hmm. Do you, do you often get these crazy ideas? Little things, you know? I don't know. Sometimes I try and make pancakes inside out and stuff like that, which is impossible, by the way. But you're bored on a Friday night, you know what I mean? And, I don't know. My toe didn't fit in my bowling ball. I was wondering, I wonder if I wonder if Cheryl's does, you know? That's all. Right. So she's rushing around the house, scrambling to get ready for uh, for her evening out. Yeah. And uh, and yes, I start following her around the apartment with the bowling ball, you know. And she got impatient, you know, a little bit. And she's like, Don't you, you know, I got to get, I'm running late. And um, I'm just being playful, I guess. You know what I mean? You're just being silly. I'm just being silly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what's life if, if you can't stop from your running around on a Friday night just for a second, you know, to... to you know, play a game. And she's like, I have to go, right? I'll put my toe in your bully ball later, you know? And I was like, Cheryl, you're 32 years old, and you're acting like it. She's like, what are you talking about? It's like, look, 10 years ago, you would have dropped everything to put your toe in this bowling ball. I was like, the bowling ball hasn't changed. You're the one who's changed. So what happened? <laughs> so she did it. I mean, she stuck her toe in the bowling ball. Uh-huh. Um, sort of. You know, stands up and kind of sticks her tongue out at me, and she, she, and then she, she bends down to, to, take, slide her toe out of the bowling ball, and it's stuck. It's completely, it's totally, totally stuck. Then what happened? 
like all hell broke loose. It was just total pandemonium, you know what I mean? She just started screaming at me, and she grabbed the phone, you know, and she called the emergency room. And the people in the emergency said, like, go get basically every ointment that you have, every lotion that you have in the house, and, and just, like, rub them on the, on the bowling ball, you know, and on her toe, and that should do it. Uh -huh. so I ran to the bathroom, and I got, you know, I got all the lotions, and I'm, and I'm all in a, you know, hurry to get all this stuff to her, and I, and I stopped, because while, while I've been getting all the stuff, she's, like, she's gotten herself up out of the chair, and is sort of, like, clumping along across the room, like, she, she had to get something out of her purse. It was, like, an animal with a foot caught in a trap or something, you know, and it was, and it was almost kind of heartbreaking, you know, to see her, like, she was, and she's usually so, I mean, she's usually so, like, poised, you know, and so, like, certain and go, 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 you know, and she's always, she's very goal-oriented, she's always running around, getting things done, and, like, never stopping, and for, like, a moment, everything, you know, just sort of, like, stopped, and I, and I, I rushed over there, and, um, and I, and I, you know, sort of, sort of knelt down, and I, I sort of lead her to the couch, and I sit down on the footstool across from her, and, and I've got the, the bowling ball with, and her foot in my lap, and I just start rubbing it into her foot, lotions and creams and um and into the bowling ball you know and like in the back of my mind i'm like this, this cannot be good for my brand new bowling ball you know but also at the same time i just don't care mm. she's hurting and i'm you know trying to help her out and but it's also like you know it's just sort of nice i mean i'm essentially giving her a foot massage you know and just sort of fussing over her and just felt quiet and she it, it was like it was like there was a, like we were connected you know and then, you know, I mean, eventually her foot came out, and um, and that was it. The spell was broken, and and she was like, "Oh, thank God!" And she got up and started running around again, and she was like, "I can still make the meeting." And she put on all her clothes and ran out the door. That happened a couple of weeks ago, um, and I just keep. I keep sort of returning, you know, turning it over in my head and thinking about that hour that we spent together, you know, and how nice it was. Like these two, there's these two things that that I love so much. We're connected, Cheryl and bowling, you know. And I looked at her and she's like, she was like, like half woman, half bowling ball. Does that make sense? Is like she was like a mermaid. And so I guess I guess that's why I'm calling you. You know, I guess that's my question. It's like, how do I get her? How do I get back to that point? Like, how do I, how do I, how do I get her to to wear that bowling ball again? You 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 mean metaphorically, right? No 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 no. I mean, like literally, like how you know? What I mean, what should I? How should I broach it? You know? But you want to force a bowling ball back onto no, her toe? No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to force it. I just think you know. What I mean, I just it was like I was just so in love with her. It's just, I want to get back to that. Okay, Dougie, it, it sounds like your lives might be sort of separate, right? Like it's Friday night, she's going out, you're staying at home, you're watching television. Maybe what what you enjoyed about this moment with the bowling ball was just the act of doing things together, you know? I really, I mean, I like I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Trust but... me on this, okay? I think you and Cheryl just have to be doing things together more often. Um, have, you, have you thought of taking a class together? Maybe you could take a cooking class together. Maybe you could take tango lessons, maybe. I'm not a tango guy, okay? 
I, I understand. I, I think I understand what you're trying to do, but I, I have a problem, and I'm trying to fix it. I don't think Tango is going to do it. All right, Dougie. Maybe you should just take Cheryl bowling. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone bowling together? Well, no. Well, maybe that's your activity. Do you, do you think that would work? I, I think it's worth a shot. I feel, yeah, I feel better already. Well, that, okay, great. Well, mission accomplished. Thank you, Mr. Goldstein. You're welcome, Dougie. Our next caller tonight is Juliet from Montreal. Hi, Juliet. Oh, hi, Jonathan. What brings you to us this evening? Um, well, well, I got this little problem um, that I thought maybe you could help me out with. A few months ago, I met this really great guy. Mm-hmm. And he was actually on a book tour. He's like a crime writer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know, we just sparked, and we started emailing each other and calling each other and all this stuff. And, you know, about a month into whatever our phone call relationship, because he doesn't, you know, he lives like about 300 miles away, like in the back backwoods of Ontario. Um, he sent me like this little, like, test. It's like a question. Um, and he didn't explain why. But before I, I get into, you know, what the answer is and what his response was, I, I need to know what kind of answer you might come up with for that question. Okay. And do you, do you have the question with you? Yeah. And, and you, you, you're going to pose it to me? Right. Okay. Okay, so here's the question. All right. A woman, while at the funeral of her mother, met this guy who she didn't know. She thought the guy was amazing, like her dream man. She fell in love with him instantly, but she never got his phone number, and she couldn't find him after the funeral. A few days later, she killed her sister. So the question is, why would she kill her sister? So, um, what's her motive for killing her sister? Well, um, I mean, to me, it, it, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she met him at a funeral. Right. So she killed. She decides to kill her sister so that there'll be another funeral, and she'll run into him at the funeral. No. Exactly. That seems so obvious to me because someone who, like you know, would kill their sister is pretty crazy. So I mean, I just thought, like, what's the logic of a crazy person? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You said the same thing. I said exactly the same huh. thing. Yeah. To okay. me, it seemed like you know just pretty obvious. Yeah. So, you know, I took some time, like, thinking about this because I wanted to impress him with, you know, how smart I am. And I sent back, like, my answer. And and I did it in this really cocky way, too. I was like, okay, like, that was so easy. Like, send me a hard one now. So I get a phone call, like, within, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And he goes, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you. The good news is I got it right. And I'm like, yeah, duh. The bad news is that this was a test used by an American psychologist to, like, test the sociopaths in our neighborhood, you know? Because apparently only 
serial killers ever get this question right? And the, the question that we've just answered, yeah. and we've just answered right. Yeah. You see, now I feel <laughs> implicated. I don't like the fact that he, um, that he by proxy is calling me a psychopath. Then he starts telling me, like, like he sent this, this question to all kinds of people. And apparently, like, this whole community of crime writers couldn't get it. Um, and, like, well, like, I could. I thought it was obvious, and, I, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a certain cause and effect. Yeah. Or at least for someone who thinks that way, right? Right. So your response, is it's, it's changed the way that he perceives you? Well, at least, I don't know if it has, but I feel suddenly, like, really self-conscious, you know? Like, I feel like I have to act, like, really extra nice all the time. You know, I've lost my, like, lost my edge or something. Would it be like you'd be inclined to make, like, a mean-spirited joke, and then you'd think twice about it? Yeah, yeah, then I have to, like, stop myself, you know? Like, you know, and go, oh, wait a second, like, you know, that, that sounds kind of mean, like a sociopath talking. You know, and then at a certain point, I started to kind of like go, okay, wait a second. Like, you know, why why am I worrying about like what he thinks of me? The more I get to know him, I discover things that might indicate he might be a sociopath. Really, like what kind of stuff? Well, like he collects guns. Okay. He has five of them. Five is a lot of guns. It's a lot of well, it's not so like a lot for like someone that lives out like in the backwoods of you know Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he actually uses them. But then, one of his neighbors was murdered. Is this true? Yeah. He obviously seemed, like, genuinely upset about it. So then, you know, like, that's what a sociopath would do, right? It, it's funny, like, it, it's sort of like once once you start thinking about psychopaths, like, yeah. it seems like everybody, everybody in your midst could be... Well, but that's the whole thing. Everybody could be, because one of the things that psychopaths do is like they learn very early on how to like mirror appropriate behavior so psychopaths more than anyone are the people who are likely to you know seem like nice people so by our answering in a classic kind of psychopathic manner to that to that personality quiz yeah maybe that's the least psychopathic thing that you could possibly do i think so too like wouldn't a psychopath kind of know that's that, right. That would be the wrong thing. I don't think you should be worried about your answer. Um, I think you're in good company because I I know that I'm not a psychopath. You know. No, I know I'm not either. Yeah. Right. We're both not. I mean, I listen. I have a crisis of conscience, killing spiders in my bathroom. And and I uh, and I'm completely freaked out by millipedes. So we're not psychopaths. No. I don't think you're a psychopath. I don't think you're a psychopath either, Jonathan. Well, they thank you. Glad to be of assistance, Juliet. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Jonathan. Next caller on the line is Muriel calling from Quebec City. How are you, Muriel? Oh, uh, fine. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Well, just from listening to your show, I really trust your opinions. And um, I have a 17-month-old um, a son. Mm -hmm. His name is Sid. Uh-huh. 
And I actually think that he may be the reincarnation of the Buddha. I have a theory about it, and I just wanted to run it by you. You you think that Sid might be the Buddha because, I mean, is he physically Buddha-like? Does he have a big belly? Yes. Uh, I'm imagining he's a smiley baby. Uh, Yes, like, yes. And he was very bald when he was first born. Is is that Sid in the background? Yes, sorry, yeah. So you have the the, the bald head and the the, the big Buddha-like belly, but, I mean, why, why... Well, but it's, it, there's, there, are, there are qualities that he mm-hmm. has that are truly not qualities of regular average babies, I think. I mean, I'm sure everybody thinks this way about their kid, but I, I really feel this. I mean, the other thing is, uh, always he's been drawn to the color orange, which, again, I'm not sure, but I just remember this from college, that the Buddha was, you always see the Buddha dressed in like an orange robe. Mm. Um, he does eat, he is, it's kind of a problem, but... He um, he likes to eat crayons, mm-hmm. and but he always goes for the orange crayons first, which is interesting to me. I think because you know why orange? It's always orange. It's always the orange one. Maybe they look like carrots. I don't. I mean, I mean he does like carrots, but loves oranges also. For those roots, though, not I mean not the color. I mean like he likes oranges to eat. All right. Well. Yeah. I think it would be weirder if he enjoyed lemons, because they're so sour. Okay, if you have you okay, do you, do you ever go to the supermarket and look at the baby food that's offered? Do you ever see like orange baby food? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because they don't make it because because babies don't like it. No, and um, it very mel- well, well could be that he's recognizing something from. A, you know, a past life or whatever. Okay, when I tickle him now, he doesn't laugh because he's learned something that I think, you know, it took the original Buddha many years and many hours and days of meditation to, to discover. He's given up sensual pleasures and he realizes that they're empty and hollow. And so when I tickle him, he just looks at me with this kind of, you know, there's no, there's no point to the laughter. There's just this kind of heaviness about it. Huh. Uh, that's not, yeah, that's not typical, I don't think, for babies. Babies usually like being tickled, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, I was in a mother's group, and everybody was, I would bring these things up, and just everybody would look at me. And I, I just know, you know, that I have something different here I'm dealing with. And what, is, uh, what does his dad think? Well, I I don't know. He's not really here. Oh, he's not really here. Um, he he doesn't live with us. He kind of split. I see. So. So he's out of the picture. Yeah, pretty much. So, and then the, another thing about um, Sid is that when we go to the playground, mm-hmm. he's extremely empathetic. I mean, when he sees kids struggling over a ball or kids on the swing who want to get off or get on and they cry, he completely absorbs their feelings and starts to cry. 
And it's really amazing. Huh. I mean, usually kids don't pay any attention to other kids, you know, crying. And to have mm. a 17-month-old who's empathetic, you uh-huh. know, it's just really, really rare. Huh. And even, you know, with me, he can kind of pick up what I'm feeling. Well, right now, exactly. I mean, I'm feeling a little sad, and he is reflecting me like a mirror. See? Because <laughs> I'm going through a little bit of a hard time. And it's just kind of uncanny that he can pick up on that when I'm not even really talking about it. And I mean, when I'm really upset, you should see him. He's just falls apart. So. So anyway, I mean, that's why I'm calling and I I just I just want to know what your opinion is. Well, you know, I I mean, I think I think like like in a, in a lot of ways all babies are kind of like the Buddha. Oh. You know they're they're sweet and oh so he's on the phone they don't they don't hurt anybody he's, on the phone. he's grabbing the phone I yeah he wants the phone you want the phone you want the phone daddy 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 hello hello Muriel. And she's gone. All right, our next caller. Jake from Laval. Jake, you're on the line. Uh, you know what? I I really want to talk about the upcoming uh, Eric Luca fight. He's going to be fighting in Germany. Uh, he's going to fight Bamer. He fought this guy once before, and I feel that he was robbed. He, it was a bad decision. But he's going to get a second chance, and I definitely think he's going to beat Bama. Uh, okay, uh, Jake, h- how does this relate to a personal problem that you're having? What do you mean personal problem? My personal problem is I'm looking forward to that fight. I wish I could go to Berlin to watch it. That's my personal problem, but I don't have that kind of money. Right. Um, you see, the, the kind of show that we do here, Jake, it's a call-in show where people call up, and I offer them advice on a more, I guess, a more emotionally personal level. Uh, wait a minute. Isn't this sports rap? Sports rap, the... The, the show where you call in and you talk about uh, sports, about fights, about y- baseball, you no, know. No, 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 I'm... Yeah, no, I'm. you don't have the right call-in show. This is the wiretap call-in show. What kind of show is it? Tell me. Well, this what is... Kind of show? Well, this is a show where... Yeah? Uh, we talk about, you know, our our, our, our personal problems. You know, perhaps you're having uh, relationship problems and uh, you're looking for some counsel. It's that kind of show. Relationships? Why in the hell would I want to share my personal relationships with you? Sharing your your, your, your deepest feelings with, with somebody you don't even know. It, 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 it's sickening uh, a call and talk about this Earl Grey tea that I'm drinking is burning my tongue. I think I'm going to call Oprah and cry about it to her. You know, I want to rap about sports. That's what I want to do. I want to talk. 
Where's sports rap anyway? Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't do a sports call-in show. L- uh, listen, Jake. If if you have a problem uh, that that has more of an emotional dimension to it, I'm all ears. Okay, but otherwise, I think I'm going to have to let you go. I got an emotional problem. My problem is that people around people have changed. The world has changed. I mean, you know, people people don't know how. You know, they're not like they used to be. The the the, the silent strong type, like Gary Cooper, John Wayne. These were these were men, for God's sakes. These were like mountains. What happened to manhood today? Shrinking violets that call up and cry over uh, on public radio. Boo-hoo! All right. Well, I mean, as for you yourself, I mean, have you ever um, gone through a painful period in your in your life where you just felt like it wouldn't be so bad to have a shoulder to cry on? No, I handle it myself. I handled it myself. Haven't you ever heard uh, of the expression "we all we all need someone to lean on"? <laughs> You think, lean on. you think that's funny? Look at all these songs. Yeah, it's all these songs that come out now. Uh, uh, lean on me, you know, and I'll lean on you. Well, what's wrong with that sentiment? It's weak. It's weakness. That's all it is. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, supposing you know you've you've had a bad day at work. Now you go home, and and what do you do with that anger? How do you deal with that if not through talking? I I get down on the floor mm-hmm. and I do about. 50 push-ups, then I do some crunches, up and down, up and down, 50, 60 times, till I'm in, in pain. My, my stomach muscles feel like they're going to bulge right out of my body. That That's what'll help you solve all of your problems. Of course, the if pain. You, you come home and you find your, your dog dead in the street, say. I go home and I do a few crunches. Just crunches. That's oh, yeah, gu- That's going to solve everything. Definitely, definitely. I even run in place. Very good, and you work up a nice sweat. So you have a nice sweat, but then I mean, but what? Do you, what about your problems? My problems? I'm too tired. To, I'm too tired to even think about my problems. Well, you're just deferring your problems. You're never actually resolving well, your problems. You're never putting them to rest. And, and if you cry on each other's shoulders, that's resolving your problems. Well, that's permanently going to put everything to rest, right? Well, yeah, it allows you to communicate. Yeah, but what if you don't have anybody around to communicate? Jake, you're saying that do you 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 don't have anyone that you can you you can actually communicate yeah, with. Yeah, who to? needs anybody to communicate with? Let's communicate, communicate. What do I need this for? Are are are, are you married? I, I was. My wife passed away uh, a few years back. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, uh, she was a type. She liked to talk a lot. My wife. She was constantly after me uh, to 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 uh, talk, talk, talk. Yeah. That's all she wanted to do. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I'll be perfectly honest. Every now and then, when I when I when I go to bed at night, I, I dream about her. Do you? And yeah, it's the same old thing. She's still trying to get me to talk. Hmm. And 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 in these dreams, do you talk to her? Yeah, I sort of uh, talk to her a little bit. Yeah, I do. What What do you tell her about? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know I know it's a dream. I know she's gone, but I, I I'm sorry about a lot of things that I should have said to her, and I try to say it in the dream to her that she was a hell of a cook, a really great cook. Uh huh. She's a she was a good cook. I always wanted to tell her that. You didn't tell her that when she was alive. Nah, I didn't. I didn't. I just used to eat it and. And in the dream, she, she's 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 nagging she, she's nagging me about whether I'm I'm eating well. She she nags me about whether I'm eating well. 
and uh, I I tell her I eat a lot. I eat very well in a restaurant. You eat out. I eat out. Uh-huh. As much as I love my own company, now I'll be honest with you, I still don't like eating alone. Oh yeah. Nah. Why is that? Yeah, I, 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 uh, people are looking at me because I'm alone. What's the matter with that guy? How come he's sitting there by himself? Well, how how, how does that make you feel? Well, uh, I don't know. It, it makes me feel. What is this? Listen to me. I, I, I'm starting to sound like you guys. You, you're doing that to me. Doing what? You, well, you get me to, 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 to this touchy-feely stuff. Well, you get me to, to talk about my feelings. Well, I'm not uh, getting you to talk. I mean, I think I think you want to talk about them. You you manipulating me. You're I manipulating. I didn't manipulate you. Yeah, it you're seems manipulating like... me into talking about myself. Well, no, it seems like you you want to talk about yourself. No, no, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get off. The, I'm hanging up, and I'm going to do some push-ups, and I'm going to do some crunches. So you're sure that you don't want to talk about your dreams? No, thank you. No, thank you. I know what I'm going to do. I'm calling sports rap. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Well, good luck, Jacob Laval. I, I make my own luck. On Wiretap today, you heard... Jorge Just, Juliet Waters, Wendy Dore, and Buzz Goldstein. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein 